Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries in the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theories surrounding it. I won't give you any answers because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. I've returned from my two-week break with more mysteries for you. The episode this week is a science episode. This week, we're looking at déjà vu. Almost everyone has had a déjà vu experience. They usually happen at the oddest times, when we're doing something mundane. It's a normal situation, but it just feels wrong. Not in a way that we're unnerved by it, just in a way that we're confused by it. Déjà vu is French for already seen, and we use it to describe the experience of a situation feeling way more familiar than it should be. It describes the experience of feeling that a situation is familiar when it shouldn't be, or when something feels very familiar, but we know it shouldn't be. One example of it is that you could be having a conversation with a friend about something. Suddenly, it feels like you've had that exact conversation before, so you bring it up. Your friend is confused because there's no way you've had that conversation before, but somehow, It feels like this has happened before. We've all talked to friends before, so it's possible that your mind is making connections to previous conversations, even if the content isn't the same. Another example might be that you've traveled to somewhere that you've never been to before, and suddenly you feel like you've been to that exact place previously. If it's the first time you've been there, it would be impossible that you've been there at an earlier time. It makes us wonder whether we've actually done this before, or whether we may have stumbled into the past or seen the future somehow. Deja vu is actually quite common. It's believed that upwards of 97% of people have experienced it, and around two-thirds of those actually experience it with any kind of regularity. A higher number of experiences seem to occur in people aged 15 to 25 years old. The concept was first alluded to by St. Augustine, a philosopher in 400 CE. He called it false memoriae. It wasn't until 1890 that it became déjà vu, when neuroscientist F. L. Arnaud proposed it at a meeting of the Société Médico-Physiologique. In 1983, Dr. Vernon Nepp find déjà vu as a subjectively inappropriate impression of familiarity of a present experience with an undefined past. Simple, right? What he was saying is that it makes you feel like you're experiencing something again that you almost certainly couldn't have before. Neurologist Jean Corey added to this, saying that there is usually an incongruence between that sense of familiarity and the fact that the situation shouldn't feel similar. Dr Corey's explanation makes an important distinction. 
Going to the same place every day and recognising the people and things there isn't an example of deja vu. That's just familiarity. The difference is the knowledge that the specific scenario that feels familiar has never actually happened. Early researchers looking at the phenomenon believed that it would allow them to diagnose epilepsy. The reason for this was because it was noted that deja vu can actually accompany seizures in people with temporal lobe epilepsy, but more recent research suggests that deja vu is related to perception and memory. What's even more interesting is that the phenomenon is a little more complex than it feels like I've done this before. Swiss scholar Arthur Funkhauser suggested that there were actually several types of déjà experiences and asserted that the nuances of each would allow for a better study of the phenomenon. Funkhauser continued the French naming convention by naming some of the experiences déjà visité, which means already visited, and déjà vécu, which means already experienced or lived through. We definitely run into a bit of a problem when it comes to researching déjà vu. It can't really be studied outside of anecdotal accounts. It happens without warning and often affects people without any underlying health concerns that could play a part in the occurrences. Even taking that into account, déjà vu tends to be a really quick thing, ending almost as soon as it starts. The feeling appears and then disappears as we realise that we may not have been in that situation before. A person who doesn't know too much about it may not even realise what has just happened to them as well. These situations would make it difficult to study the phenomenon in any meaningful way. That's not to say that scientists haven't tried to study it by using experiments though. Some researchers have actually tried to trigger the experience in people, with one particular experiment using warm water squirted into the participants' ears to do so. The idea behind the experiments is to find a cause for déjà vu, in the hopes that we might be able to understand the phenomenon better, and to understand the thought processes that trigger it. These experiments are actually quite difficult to do, In recent years, all we've learned is that it's easy to get people to say that they've experienced the phenomenon, but it's difficult to actually record the phenomenon happening. The experiments suffer from participant bias, the act of telling an observer or researcher what you think they want to hear. Also known as response bias, it can cause the results of an experiment to skew, making it difficult to get any useful information from the experiment. We know that déjà vu happens, but not really what causes it. Scientists have some theories, though. Déjà vu seems to happen randomly and without any warning, but we don't really know what causes it. Scientists have been looking into it for a while, though, and have some theories. As I mentioned before, the majority of experiences happen in people aged between 15 and 25. It's also been found to be more likely to happen to those who travel often or are in education or a fast-paced work environment. 
This is where the first theory comes in. This theory suggests that deja vu is caused by fatigue or stress, potentially both. But it links to something even more likely. The theory expands past fatigue and stress, looking into what those two things affect. Our memory. The theory expands past fatigue and stress, looking into what those two things affect. Our memory. Memory is stored in a part of the brain called the temporal lobe. Our long-term memory, knowledge and events are all stored there. Specific parts of the temporal lobe also play a part in our ability to recognise something as familiar. While it isn't completely proven that the temporal lobe is connected to the phenomenon, there is a clue that leads to the theory. The clue is epilepsy. People who suffer from temporal lobe epilepsy have reported experiencing deja vu right before having a seizure. The fact that the seizure is caused by a disturbance in the nerve cell activity in the temporal lobe seems to form a connection between deja vu and memory. Applying this idea to the temporal lobe allows them to extend it to stress and fatigue. Both of those things can cause problems with long and short-term memory, which we know is stored in the temporal lobe. This impact to memory can cause the feeling of deja vu. Another possibility to this could be that excess dopamine is linked to deja vu. Studies into temporal lobe epilepsy detected elevated levels of dopamine in rodents with the condition. Dopamine levels also rise when a person hasn't slept enough or has missed a night of sleep. This elevated level could cause deja vu, but this is yet to be proven. The thing about this is that the disruption to memory doesn't always trigger deja vu. The theory makes sense, but it can't be the only thing that causes it. There must be something more to it. Well, science does suggest that there's something else going on. Another theory suggests that it's two streams of awareness colliding. The awareness that a situation is happening and the recognition that the feeling is inaccurate. The key feature in this theory is that the person realises that the situation is not as familiar as it feels. This can happen because of something called split perception, which is where someone processes a sight twice because they may have been distracted or had their vision obscured for whatever reason. The second of these perceptions happens immediately after the first and is consciously experienced but feels unfamiliar because we aren't cognizant of the first perception because it's only partially processed. There is a theory about the frequency with which people are affected by it as well. Although the feeling seems the same between healthy brains and brains affected with neurological conditions, different things seem to be happening when either one is affected. Those who report being affected more often appear to show less grey matter than those who aren't. Grey matter is the outermost layer of the brain and is responsible for controlling movement, memory and emotion. Typically, if a brain has more grey matter, it is more effective. People with neurological conditions tend to have their grey matter impacted in the hippocampus, the parahippocampal gyrus, and the temporal neocortex. 
All three of these areas are associated with forming and retaining memory. Specifically with epilepsy, it's been noted that alterations in memory functions happen during deja vu, but in a typical brain, it seems to be the emotional functions that are altered. It's believed that deja vu is caused by abnormal signalling within the median temporal lobe, which is specifically linked with visual memory. Medication has been suggested as a cause of deja vu as well. One person reported that two different flu medications caused them to experience several episodes of deja vu per hour, stopping when he stopped the medication. The issue here is that it's only one person and really creates more questions than it answers. However, both of the medications affect the dopamine system and it's thought that both in combination created such an excess of dopamine that it caused the bouts of deja vu. One theory suggests that deja vu is actually linked to the way memory is processed and recalled. Research suggests that it's caused by a glitch in the brain where we encounter something that's similar to a memory that can't be recalled. It's called implicit memory and leads to the odd feeling of familiarity. The strange part is that we are unable to recall the memory in our conscious mind and that causes the feeling of deja vu, according to this theory. It links itself into premonition as well. One scientist, Anne Cleary, from Colorado State University, has looked into the links between experiencing deja vu and the idea that some people know what will happen after that. Her research suggests that we can't actually predict the events directly afterwards, and theories from episode 27 seem to back that up. Dr. James Giordano says that the phenomenon occurs because the brain uses the fast process of sensational memory and the slow process of integrating past memories and present experiences. He suggests that sometimes these processes become out of sync. The fast process continues on and the slow process has to catch up. The time that they are out of sync is incredibly small but it causes confusion about whether the situation has happened or not. Giordano calls it a mismatch and says that this situation makes us experience new information as a memory in real time and makes it feel like we're experiencing something for a second time, even in a new situation. A study in 2013 found that deja vu does seem to come from a memory conflict inside the brain causing the feeling while it tries to figure out what's real memory and what isn't. Moving away from science, some believe that deja vu is proof that a person has lived a past life. Neurologists obviously disagree with this, but some psychologists do agree. Specifically, parapsychologists. Some of them believe that deja vu actually happens when we come across a situation that is similar to one we may have experienced in a past life and our mind connects the two. Unfortunately, there isn't anything holding this theory together. We don't have any concrete evidence that suggests that past lives happen to exist. I did look into reincarnation in episode 18 though, if you want to hear the theories. The final theory today 
is that deja vu is caused by us coming into contact with a parallel universe. The idea that these universes exist is something that physicists tend to believe in. The theory suggests that there are infinite parallel universes and that each has a slight difference from the one that we're in. When these universes are in sync for even a few moments, deja vu can occur. In one universe, we may be eating a sandwich, and in another, we may be having pizza. The overlap of two versions of ourselves could be the cause of the confusion of deja vu. We ask ourselves, where have I done this before? But there's never an answer, because the universes are no longer in sync by the time we figure it out. The theory suggests that the answer is that we have done it before, but not in this universe. In a different universe, we have, but it actually happened at the same time. Whatever you think it is, deja vu affects the majority of people, and there are many thoughts about what it is. Maybe I've done this before. Maybe I haven't. Who knows? The information from this episode came from a Kids Frontiers article called What is Deja Vu? A very well-mined article called What is Deja Vu and Why Do We Experience It? A Cleveland Clinic article called Deja Vu, What It Is and Why It Happens? A Penn Medicine article called Feel Like You've Been Here Before? It Might Be Deja Vu. And a How Stuff Works article called What is Deja Vu? The theories from this episode came from the previous articles, a Healthline article called What Causes Deja Vu? A Bustle article called Here's Why You're Getting Deja Vu All The Time According To Experts and a Medium article called How Parallel Universes May Explain Deja Vu. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are all available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and still plan to post short pieces of episodes on TikTok, as well as putting episodes on YouTube, but that will involve me actually getting time to plan that properly. I do have Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season, which is awful because we're two months in. (laughs) There's a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway, and the link to the Patreon is also on the link tree. Um, As before, you can pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for those that do. Uh, My email address is in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I will set up some listener episodes to read those. And please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with the things that I've said. Once I've seen that email, I will make sure to correct myself. This week's Creature Feature is going to be out on Saturday and next week's episode will be out on Wednesday, December the 14th. So hold on until then. (laughs) 